Hi there, my name's Ushie Nunny and welcome to Audio Talks presented to you by Harman. And in this episode, we get to speak to Aman Ahmed, a pioneering young entrepreneur and co-founder of Music for Pets. And we're going to get the lowdown on how to soothe the souls of your furry friends. Welcome to the podcast, Aman. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, mate, it's great to see you. So we met many years ago, just for the benefit of our listeners. It was at a special speakers event for an event called Four Years From Now that's part of Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. And I was standing next to the great Stephen O'Reilly. And uh, he just, you know, kind of comes up to me and says, listen, there's somebody you really have to meet. You really have to connect with him. This is a man. And he was, of course, right. Uh, You've gone on to absolutely stellar things. You know, you've created a whole new category of the music business, pretty much. So let's start at the beginning. Talk to us a bit about the very genesis, the origin story of music for pets. So I would say, um, I say it was more of a transition, to be honest. We were doing, obviously, relaxation music for humans. And that was a side hustle of the main company that I was focused on. And then the pet thing was a side hustle inside a side hustle. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Right, because I think that you were working for a different company when Stephen O'Reilly introduced us. It was, was it called Roar Mix or something like this? Correct, yeah. So that was, an uh, once again, an idea. It was was my company. And the best way to describe it is kind of like Tinder, but for music discovery. It was the quickest way to build a playlist of new content. Yeah, I remember Stephen enthusiastically describing it. He said it was, it was brilliant, but your side hustle was functional music, music to make people relax in stressful situations, perhaps, or just to bring that nice calmness into their lives. And I believe that, you know, you're talking about the side hustle of the side hustle. You know, how did you get out of the capital to start the Music for Pets business as it was then? I'd say at the time it was a very, very slow transition. So it was mostly capital that I was making from salary and and everything else. It was just being very clever and finding the right music producers that believed in the vision. And then slowly, you know, over time you start making money, but it was very difficult. You just had to have people believe in your vision. Right. Wasn't there a student loan involved there at one stage as well? Because we spoke many years ago in Forbes and I was very impressed with the fact that you kind of invested a thousand pounds from your student loan into round waves. I mean, this is going back a bit, but that's really brilliant, you know? Yeah, it it was insane. It's literally such a tiny seed and it just slowly over time just compounded. But yeah, that was it. I think it was like 2011, maybe 2010, when I just had a little bit left over. And I thought, right, how do I really stretch this out as much as possible? Right, right. And so you founded with this kind of seed funding, the leftover of your student loan back in 2011. Uh, you put that into round waves. And this was music for busy people to unwind with. And I believe you connected with a composer over in El Salvador. But where did the, the kind of side side hustle of making functional music for pets come from? Was there anything that kind of came up in the process of making music for humans? Yeah, so... Working with Ricardo at the time, I think the first track, he was in El Salvador, very, very passionate, talented music producer. He believed in the vision. Yeah, $50, just make me a sample, see what we can do. And then that was it. The relationship just evolved from there. But because he lived, obviously, El Salvador isn't probably the best country to live in. And it was a lot of noise in his neighborhood, like police sirens, et cetera, et cetera. And then a, a few people were kind of using our relaxation with the humans on their dogs anyway. And he was thinking, oh, let's just experiment. Because he had cats and dogs that had anxiety. 
And we thought, oh, let's let's maybe you know give this a shot. And there was some like basic, basic scientific studies around audio and dogs and stuff. And we thought, okay, maybe we can build on this and see what happens in Glesh's experiment. Amazing. I mean, El Salvador is it's Central America's smallest country. You've got gangs there like MS13 that are absolutely infamous. Ricardo Enriquez was there, your colleague over in El Salvador, gunshots, sirens outside. And did he start writing music for his cats and dogs specifically? It was a bit of a mutual thing. Kind of an idea that I had, I thought, why don't we try it? And then, yeah, we thought, oh, let's give it a shot. And obviously he had cats and dogs and, you know, with all that, I guess, violence in his neighbourhood, you know, let's give it a try. And then slowly, slowly, just over time, step by step, experimenting. Phenomenal. And I believe you did some research into the response of pets. Like before all of this happened, you you noticed that people were using the relaxation music for their pets before you actually composed it specifically and worked with composers to do this. But you did some research into how pets responded to music. Is that right? Yeah, we did. And we we do that all the time. But our research approach was pretty much let's just collect data and it's all experimental. You know, I couldn't afford to go do a joint venture with a university and have, you know, dogs in cages and labs and all that stuff. Probably don't want to put dogs in cages anyway, but it was just one of those things. And it was just how do we speak to people and really try to understand what's working, what's not working, and then slowly collect pieces of data, I guess breadcrumbs of data and just build on top of that from there. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. That's brilliant. So you had a great understanding, making this functional music for humans, uh, and then you ventured into the the brave new frontier of our furry friends and started making functional music for them. Uh, And then you started putting it out there. You put it on YouTube, you put it on different channels. What happened next? What was the world's reaction to this music for pets? Oh, the reaction was insane. So we obviously, over time, just putting it out there slowly, slowly collecting that data. Okay, how do we iterate? And then how do we then create subgenres as well? Because we started to see, like, obviously classical music is kind of more sleepy, but then reggae keeps your dog happy and chilled, but doesn't make them sleepy. And there is actually a scientific study done, I think, by the University of Glasgow or something along those lines around reggae music having an impact on dogs. So we thought, let's you know take this information create our own version of reggae. Everything we create is in-house. So we own all our intellectual property, all our research, and then just started just, you know, putting it out there. And I think from day one, me and the team, we were just focusing on like, how do we genuinely engage with our user base? And be like, okay, what is it that you like, you don't like? And, and make them feel part of something that they're helping us build. I'm kind of lucky in the sense that dog owners and cat owners are, are very, very vocal in good ways and bad ways. And I think that was being really helpful that they were on the mission to help us and just super aligned with collecting data and figure out, right, okay, let's experiment with these sounds, these frequencies, et cetera, et cetera. This is working, this isn't working. And then just went from there. I love that. But that is exactly the kind of thing a, a cat or a dog owner in particular would love, you know, to, to give you feedback and saying, you know what, this one... Reminds me a bit of Bunny Whaler. Our dog loves it to bits. That is just great. So then you started iterating. You're obviously kind of developing the offer, mixing in this beautiful, relaxing classical, the reggae, all these different genres and coming up with completely unique 
functional music for pets, for dogs and for cats that was just like taking off. I mean, I, I remember when we spoke last, the activity online with people filming their pets and saying, this is my dog that used to be very nervous every year, you know, when this thing happened or whatever. And then just kind of showing them relaxing at home and being totally happy. And I think it's, it must be very rewarding to work with a technology and a new product that is bringing so much joy and calmness into people's lives, where it's actually very stressful. If your pet is stressed, you get stressed, you know? What was it like when people started sending in videos and it started really kicking off on Instagram and YouTube? Yeah, it was just all these little comments that we were getting and super emotional paragraphs and everything for a while. This is really having an impact. And then videos where you do see dogs that uh, used to be stressed out and now they're super chilled. And uh, But it was more the stories. I think if I was to summarize it all, we would start getting stories a few years down the line where dogs were using our content for years and years. This was the only thing that helps with anxiety. Owners had tried, you know, products, medication, etc. And then this music was kind of a last resort. They thought it was a joke to like, whatever, give it a try. And it actually worked. But to the point where it would help so much with the anxiety that over the years, and then like five years down the line, we'd be getting messages from people that used our product for so long saying, hey, this was my dog's favorite song. And my dog passed away recently. Can I, can I use it for my dog's funeral as a way to remember them? And, you know, and it's just moments like that. You're like, wow, that is insane to have such an impact on a life of a dog and an owner for them to ask that probably like, yeah, it, it really hits you. Like, this is why we're doing that. Yeah, absolutely. But I know this has always been your mission. You know, you're, you're on a huge mission to help people, to help them have better lives. And this improving mood and the anxiety, like taking away the anxiety of their pets is so impactful on people's lives. I mean, you, you summed that up beautifully. So what kind of scenarios would people typically use music for pets in? I mean, obviously we've got Ricardo Enriquez over there in El Salvador. They've got the guns of MS-13 outside. That's a very specific scenario. But say, you know, in the UK or somewhere like that, what are some of the experiences or the times that people would turn on music for pets? So it's interesting. So obviously when they go to work, so some of our videos are 20 hours long on YouTube. So just press play, go to work. When you're taking your pet to the vet, car journeys, and just different scenarios as well. I think anything, obviously fireworks, bonfire night is you know, November the 5th. But generally, if you're going to leave your dog or cat home alone for a long period of time, but there's some very interesting scenarios that have started coming up recently in the past two years, should we say. So I guess to give you a bit more example on that. So my team, we started getting comments, right? People kept on saying, oh, I don't own a dog. I don't own a dog. So all our dog TV is very much, obviously, relaxation music. It's a virtual walk and it's color graded. So it kind of has a very like psychedelic, trippy look when you watch it sometimes. So and then we start getting comments from people saying, oh, we don't own a dog. We don't own a dog. I use relax my dog when we're high. <laughs> Amazing. So I was like, oh, wow. Okay. That's a unique use case that people now phenomenal. love to smoke weed and watch relax my dog. 
That's amazing. We did have a previous podcast on medical grade music and that was with the great Tom Middleton and Afrik Lennon. And uh, they spoke about this idea of using music as a meditation aid, as a way to kind of exactly like you're saying, functional music for humans. But I love the fact that people are dialing into the the fun side of music for pets, because if it's going to relax your dog, my goodness, that could be a, a very fun evening at home for <laughs> for the grown-ups as well. Exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, good man. Well, expect user-generated uh, subgenres within music for pets exactly. right there. That's, that's brilliant. Right. And talk to us a bit about, you know, we spoke years ago, like 2019, this is many years after we met at Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. And then we did, had a bit of a catch up for Forbes in 2019. And really the progress of Music for Pets was absolutely stratospheric. You were helping millions of pet owners all over the world. You had like so many folks sharing the videos, the photographs, the thanks you know, for really changing their lives and making their homes happier. What's been happening in the past few years with Music for Pets? Um, but a lot of it is just been like, put my head down and let's just grow, let's grow, you know, collect as much data as possible, learn from our user base as much as we can. And then slowly we just started growing organically. I guess to give you a start in the seven, six and a half years I had the business, my marketing spend in total was $5,000. That was it. Because we just learned like, okay, how do we really engage and care about our user base as much as possible? Imagine if you could give your feedback to Adidas about how they could make their trainers better. They don't care. Like you comment on Facebook or whatever, you'll get a standard customer service reply. But we, it was like, how do we really genuinely care? And some brands don't. Well, actually, 99% don't. And that's where we thought, how do we really go into the psychology of a pet owner and be like, okay, we've taken your feedback on, we appreciate that. And that's what helps us grow. Like we did surveys for every one passionate user, they would tell on average seven other people with passion. That's on average. And so the, the multiplier effect on that is insane. It was just head down. Let's just continue to improve. Let's stay focused and let's not get distracted and start making dog toys and et cetera stay focused. And then that was it. And then, you know, like I said, we, I think last year we had about 50 million uniques of cats and dogs around the world consuming our content. And they were consuming, I say about 1,700 years of content every 28 days. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> wow. A hundred billion pets can't be wrong. I mean, that's, that does a phenomenal numbers. That's absolutely amazing. I like the fact that you've really focused in on what is your passion, what is your purpose, what you care about. You weren't distracted, like you say, to make music for pets, squeaky balls, you know, even though, like, who knows? The future's a blank canvas. But I believe that this momentum reached a crescendo in that the company was acquired. Talk to us a bit about that. And congratulations, by the way. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. No, it is. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's life-changing news. And it's, you think, you'd be bought by a pet food company or whatever it is. And it was a complete opposite end of the spectrum that we got acquired by basically a major rap hip hop record label in Hollywood. <laughs> so That's wild. That's it's wild. It's <laughs> mind blowing. But it was just one of those things like we got approached, we started having conversations. At first I was a bit confused because I thought, you know, 
this is a rap hip hop label. They've got some very controversial artists that are all over TMZ and, <laughs> and, you know, some of them have, you know, made some headlines, should we say, and where this like cute, fluffy brand. But then, you know, once I got to know these guys, went out to Hollywood, got to know them. And I thought, you know, this could actually be, they owned a lot of, um, entities that could be helpful for us to scale and grow. And then everything just kind of made sense. Like we had a few offers on the table from different people, but this one just kind of made a lot more sense. It was just a natural fit. I mean, I think a stoner dog rap genre for dogs would totally make sense. Or for dog owners, should I say. (laughs) The number of puns you can have around, you know, Snoop Dogg for a starter. I mean, that's, that's really a rich theme. Rich scene with the merchandising for sure. That's fantastic. Well, listen, congratulations. So what do you think is going to be happening next for Music for Pets? Because that's such an interesting tie-in. And like you say, it opens up a lot of horizons that maybe would have been difficult to reach before. No, it does. And I think this company, they're pretty much at the centre of the music industry, the centre of Hollywood, the centre of LA. So I think now it's just maybe open up more doors in maybe doing some collaborations with major artists. Who knows, winning a few awards? I don't know. But it's just, you know, there's a lot of marketing, a lot of areas that we can grow into. And I think just leveraging the resources that they have will continue to help us grow and have a massive impact. And I think from a PR perspective, from a collaboration perspective, from like awards and recognition and all that stuff. So yeah, there's a few things that we're working on. Obviously some of it's secret, but it's, um, it's exciting. It's exciting. Nice. Nice, of course. Well, dear listeners, we will, of course, be linking off to Music for Pets in the show notes. And speaking as a pet owner of a beautiful cat and a beautiful dog, you know, we have turned to Music for Pets many times over the years when we've had to pop out. And it really does work. It's fantastic. Our dog, Luca, in particular, is a big fan of Music for Dogs. And those kind of long loops are just wonderful, you know, particularly for car journeys when they're staying at home. It is wonderful, wonderful stuff. And what about yourself? Does this mean that you have a different role within the company? Have you got some more time to do other things or are you concentrating very much on Music for Pets in the next stage of its growth and evolution? Yeah, for now, I'm just pretty much doing the same, focusing on everything and just doing what we can to scale from there. Just not getting too distracted at this moment in time. Laser focused. Let's see what happens. Enjoy the ride. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Laser focused as always, Aman. That's what I like to see. I mean, you built the business because you have been so laser focused, you know, with this additional backing of your new partners, your new colleagues there. I think the sky really is the limit and the world is your oyster. A squeaky doggy oyster, if you like. So talk to us a little bit about what do you like to do when you are not doing music for pets? Do you make music as well on the site? No, so that's what's really interesting. If you put a piano in front of me, I would not know what to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'd say like from a music perspective, I'm an executive producer or whatever, like in the sense that I, I know what I want and I know how to direct and communicate that to the music producers. If I had some instruments in front of me, I wouldn't know what to do. Maybe that's one of my things now, having a bit more free time to learn. You help a lot of music come into the world and that's such an important role because I think, you know, musicians can be so focused on the art, sometimes you need an executive producer really to join the dots and see how that music can change the world, which is what you've done. So that's just brilliant. I think you're in a good place. It's so interesting. I think like, you know, if you look at hip hop, for example, like, or like mumble rap, 
there's not really any art form in that. You know, would you say it's talent? Mm, debatable. But it's the execution. Yeah. It's all about execution. It's about a lot more than just the recording, should we say. It's all about the context. Yeah, and that's what I find really fascinating about the music industry, is that sometimes too much talent can actually bring you down. It's true. You can't tell or predict what's going to catch the popular imagination. And that is the million dollar question. Will people like it? And if they like it, they love it. If they don't like it, it's a rare mixture that kind of actually cuts through and captures people's imagination, like you've done with Music for Pets, you know, helping hundreds of millions of pets per year, which is, you know, bringing a lot of new music into the world, which I think is massive. And so what do you do to unwind? Do you have pets yourself? No, the thing is, I actually don't because I travel a lot. I'm always like digital nomad life. So it'd be a bit irresponsible to have a dog or a cat at this moment in time. But right now, because I literally just moved down to London, I'm here for like two months and I'm going to LA. And then, so there's just a lot, there's a lot of like moving around. But to be honest, all my literally all I'm doing is just, I play football every week. I go to the gym pretty much every day, hang out with friends. Yeah, just I guess the usual stuff. But as long as it's based around fitness and health, it's all good. That's my priority. Good, man. Well, I think all of that activity and focus on your life as an entrepreneur around fitness and health, that really does contribute a lot to the great success you're having with Music for Pets. So that's absolutely brilliant. Kudos for all of that. That sounds like you're living your best life. And anyway, so we've actually come to the last question in the podcast. And that's one that we ask all of our VIP guests we have done since episode one. And that is to add a track to our VIP title playlist. And it can be totally one of your own or one of the stable of Music for Pets or just a track that you dig. See, I would pick my own but I'm going to pick something different. I would say, I think this track was actually maybe number one now. First person shooter, J. Cole and Drake. Mic drop right there. <laughs> Fabulous choice of man. Thank you so much. And I am going to add to the podcast, riffing on the theme of music for pets, I'm going to choose the specials from 1979 with Do the Dog. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Arman Ahmed. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, it's been awesome to catch up with you, my friend. And congratulations on the great work and best wishes for all the exciting years ahead. Listeners, don't forget to subscribe, comment and share Audio Talks with your friends and family. If you're enjoying the Audio Talks series of podcasts, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your favourite podcasts and leave a nice review. It really does mean a lot and it helps new listeners get to know about the awesome guests we chat to in every episode like a man. In the meantime, for more exclusive content, some behind the scenes goodies and maybe even some competitions, connect with us over on the Instagram. You can find us at Audio Talks podcast. We'll be back soon for some more fabulously furry audio talks. See you next time.